0: Screw it, screw it, we're just talk about comics. Welcome to Screw It. We're just going to talk about comics. That's comic books, everybody. This is the only podcast hosted by two men discussing a thing they love, and that thing is comic books. I'm one of the two hosts slash kind of comedian slash brother to the other host, Kevin Hines,
1: And I'm the other kind of comedian brother co-host, Will Hines.
0: And uh, we're doing a, a mini episode, Will, to uh, review the new Doctor Strange movie.
1: Yes. Uh, what's the exact title? Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness.
0: You knew it exactly. You all pretended right. not to know, but you. Well. The tat- You read the tattoo on your arm, and you got it right. <laughs>
1: yeah, we're gonna do. We're gonna break from our normal format, which is changing all the time anyway, and yeah. review a movie.
0: We had somebody when I posted our upcoming schedule say like, "So you're not going to do mail until July?" And I was like, "Oh, that is weird. I, I don't know." That's what my answer was. Tim, I was like, "I don't know what we're doing.
1: We'll get some mail in there."
0: It seemed that does seem crazy, but it also seems crazy to interrupt our season constantly with mail. So I don't, I don't know what we're doing. But um, that was just because you mentioned breaking formats. That's an anecdote about our format always changing and our listeners not knowing what to do with that information.
1: I, I sympathize with them. I'm on their side. Yeah. Oh, me too. If only we could do something about it. Anyway, so Kevin, let's dive into it. What did you think? Well, of this before movie?
0: we dive into it, uh, oh uh, right, yes. just remind we remind our listeners that we still have a giveaway going on with Shortboxed. Our friends over at Shortboxed are yeah. offering uh, Uncanny X Men issue number one eighty four. 184, which is the first appearance of Forge, and we covered that pretty recently in our podcast. So it's a giveaway through Shortbox uh, to enter it. Just go to shortbox.com/screwit. They'll you'll enter your email and you'll be entered in the contest. Yeah, and you'll also get a fifteen-dollar coupon
1: to try Shortbox if you want, but that's uh, optional. And uh, last week we said we were going for one entry. I'm going to raise that bar. Now we're going for two entries. You want two people to enter this contest. Wow. That's our Beautiful. goal.
0: If we get one entry every episode of our podcast, and that's this goes five until or June six 15th. Entries. That'll be five
1: or six entries. <laughs> that's right. Let's so, but right now we're just going for two. So let's get that second entry yeah. in there. If you haven't entered, go to shortbox.com. Do we know so if we got
0: one? Gonna,
1: I have not checked.
0: Okay, <laughs> so we might have. We might not have achieved our first goal. I'm going to assume we did. Okay, and we're going for number two. Okay,
1: you get a free. Uh, you know, if you win, you get a free 9.6 rated copy of x-men 184 really good issue John Ramita jr art mm-hmm. Cla- right in the middle of the claremont run
0: yeah i mean Cl- claremont's still firing on all cylinders pretty so, i pretty mean get away. it i mean i don't know free is a pretty good price for a comic like that i think free is pretty good yeah so yeah so don't forget to enter that uh shortbox.com screw it and now
1: the review so i'm so not used to talking about things that are happening in modern times we're not talking about the secret wars run from 1983 or whatever we're not talking talking about about the
0: first six issues of the incredible hulk
1: yeah we're talking about something that happened this year uh the latest entry in the mcu so kevin i just want to know what's your what's your take
0: i mean we should also say that like this is gonna be a short review so we're just gonna spoil everything so if you haven't seen the movie this is not the episode for you to listen to.
1: I think we can do a brief non-spoilery talk real, very quick. And then we'll go into spoiler. I'm
0: going to spoil sentence one. <laughs> okay. I think that, wow, it's probably going to be difficult. I probably. thought it was pretty good. I thought it was fun. Um, I mostly enjoyed it. hmm I did not, as you know, enjoy the first Doctor Strange movie, which I know you did enjoy.
1: I did enjoy, yeah.
0: So I was, I I did not like the first Doctor Strange movie. So I was anxious about this movie going into it, thinking it would be bad. But I like Sam Raimi, the director of this film. Mm -hmm. So I was hopeful and the trailers were fun if, you know, a bit all over the place. And so I was hopeful and I mostly left liking it. There were parts that I I was down on. Nothing's ever perfect for me. But at the end of the movie, like when I was driving home from the theater, I was like, you know, I think I enjoyed way more of it than I didn't. I think that was a fun movie and I look forward to seeing it again sometime.
1: I feel the same way. I would give it like a a B plus. It's not hugely different than a lot of the MCU movies in terms of quality. Uh, Sam Raimi gets a couple of Sam Raimi moments in there that are really fun. Yeah. Like kind of just joyful, indulgent moments. Like when I will say I'll save them a little bit for just one more second. We're just one more second for non-spoilery talk, but it's not huge. Rosebud
0: is the sled. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't make it. I had to give some spoiler, even if it was a dated one.
1: Even if it was for Citizen Kane, a movie that gotcha. everyone's supposed to like and nobody watches anyway. <laughs> I thought I don't think it's hugely different than a lot of MCU movies in terms of quality. Uh, I guess it's on the better side of them but it's kind of it's more of the same which is good right and so it was good and um and it's also interesting that Sam Rami has now directed the two premier Ditko properties he did yeah
0: that's fun too Spider-Man it's fun he's... and
1: Doctor Strange he is kind of the Ditko guy now
0: yeah it's also just fun that like this guy who sort of preceded the MCU has now gotten to do some work in the MCU I think is also very fun what did you think of the Eternals and Black Widow Like those are the last two non-Spider-Man MCU movies. I
1: have not seen the Eternals. Okay, Uh, Black Widow. I thought was fun, funny. I really liked the sister character, and um, but all these movies kind of blend together. Like they're all just sort of solid. And I and I felt that about Black Widow. I watched it at home,
0: Mm -hmm, um, too,
1: and I thought it was fun, you know. But I'm never going to watch it again.
0: Oh, I probably will watch it again. It is weird. Like these, it it is a weird. Complaint that, and that is a, I think, a common complaint of the Marvel movies is like, oh yeah, they're all really good and pretty well made. And being just like, for so long, superhero movies were largely crap, either non-existent or crap. Yeah, they with like the rare good one, like when a yeah. good superhero movie came out, it was like, oh, what happened? I remember seeing X Men and being shocked; it was not bad. Yeah, me too. Like my main takeaway was, this isn't a bad movie.
1: Yes, I remember feeling uh, that
0: exact same way. And now that is sort of become very uh commonplace that like movies are at very least like I would say most Marvel movies tend to be like a B. And if they somehow become like an A movie, it's pretty rare. But also that's true for most movies.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We're gonna gonna move into spoiler country right now. I'm gonna move into spoiler country. So like now is the time to (laughs) you have our very basic take. Yeah. And now we're gonna (laughs) now we're gonna ruin the movie. So this is your last chance to stop listening if you want to see it without having anything
0: really spoiled. He was dead the whole time in Six Sense. <laughs> oh, Another one what, what are you doing, another Kevin? Classic spoiler. Dorothy gets back to Oz. Um <laughs> she gets back from Oz. That's the spoiler. Back from that Oz, movie. That's what I meant. Yeah. Back to Kansas. People didn't think she was going to make it back when they watched that movie when you were a kid. <laughs> I mean, I was scared for her. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh great. Let's go to spoiler country. Well, spoil away.
1: What'd you think of that third eye?
0: Oh, the very well, wow, you went right for the last scene. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I liked it. Uh, mostly because uh, i don't even know how to talk about it without t- describing what happens in this movie but um he uses the book of the um dead or whatever it's called the evil book the book the, the, the dark hold after all this talk about how it's like got bad count consequences and if you use that it's a bad thing and you know you should never even use it even once and he uses it so i was like there better be some consequences to this and so even though we don't fully see them i like that they are giving us a taste that there are some uh, after effects to his dallying with the dark hold.
1: Yes. Yeah, so he gave the movie some integrity in your mind.
0: Yeah. I, I, when he started using the dark hold, I basically was like, Ugh. I think about Buffy, the vampire slayer made a huge deal about like, you, if you kill somebody, if, you, if you're, if you're a murderer, it's just like, it's very hard to overcome that. It's, it's not an easy road to redemption for characters in the early seasons and later seasons they sort of let that go. It's like Spike the vampire sort of becomes a good guy because he wants to. But like when Angel wanted to become a good guy, it was really hard because all the deaths and murders he had done as a vampire weighed on him. And those weren't the only characters that dealt with it. But so like when other characters kind of got over it, I was always like, oh, I thought you couldn't just get over these things. I thought that was the rule of this universe. So this movie had a rule that was like, you know, the Scarlet Witch started using the Darkhold. Now she's evil. The uh, alternate Doctor Strange started using the Darkhold. He is evil. Our Doctor Strange starts using the Darkhold, but he'll make it okay. It doesn't doesn't ring true to me, even though he only used it for a brief moment. Right. Uh, I want some after effects. I want some taint on him. And we saw the very, very
1: end of the movie right before the credits. Yeah. He falls to his knees, screams, and a third eye opens in his forehead, which was a sign that alternate universe Doctor Strange had turned evil yeah, So it means our guy's going to have to deal with some stuff. But then the movie ended, so we don't know. Yeah,
0: I mean, so they might not. Uh, the truth is, like, if they do a third Doctor Strange movie, they might decide not to... It might just be, like, a cool extra power or something. Uh, I think that'll be disappointing. I'm not counting on them necessarily dealing with the third eye really well. Uh, but I hope they do. It also felt a little like the Spider-Man movies all end with, like, little cliffhangers. Like, yeah, not all happen. Marvel movies end with cliffhangers, but the... Th- but. At least the first two Spider-Man movies for sure end with cliffhangers. The third one sort of ends with less a cliffhanger and more of a sort of a sad, tragic ending. But yeah. Um, okay, so uh did, what did you this... watch the mid did you watch the mid scene too where the other where the woman shows up? Yes. Okay.
1: And I looked up online that I guess that's Clea, which is like the yeah. sometimes love interest of Doctor Strange from the old days.
0: Yeah, I recognized her, but I don't believe. I've read any of her like original stories. So I have no reverence to the character.
1: She's in the Ditko stuff, right?
0: Uh, She might be. I've read the Ditko stuff. So then if, if she's in there,
1: I think she is in the Ditko stuff.
0: Then, then I've read her. Then I've read some stuff with her. It didn't, it didn't, she didn't, she didn't stick with me, but I didn't read the, like the ones where she becomes like a, where they like are lovers or whatever.
1: Okay. Now let's do what I should have done already. What's your relationship to Dr.
0: Strange in general? I've never heard of, uh, no, okay. uh, I'm not a huge fan of Dr. Strange in general. Mm-hmm. I, I, I like him because of the Ditko-ness of him. Like he's mm-hmm. a Ditko character. Steve so Ditko, the in.
1: co-creator of Spider-Man also yeah. co-created Dr. Strange.
0: Yeah. It's probably his second most famous character.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: yeah, I haven't read a ton of Dr. Strange comics that I've loved. There's been a few, mm-hmm. but for the most part, he, there hasn't been like great Dr. Strange comics, even when he shows up in other books I, it doesn't do a ton for me. Yeah. Um now I might not have read all the great runs that people say like I've never read Roger Stern's run for instance which I hear good things about. Okay. Um I've read most of Ditko's run, but I kind of like burned through it like it was homework. Right, and, and, I, and those like, also were half issues. Yeah. I've read those too and it's a lot of
1: just like cool visual spectacle of Doctor mm-hmm. Strange in a weird astral plane with tons of strange Yeah. kind of psychedelic almost Cthulhu-ish sort of images, and then that's I said, never I always, remember the story or anything.
0: That's it. I always think we should do an episode where we review the, he does like a 10-part story in there, like the search for the, the old one or something. Uh, and I think someday we should do an episode where we just cover that storyline. Yeah, it wouldn't be a bad idea. And the art is, of course, really great. Yeah, I don't think we would want to do more than one episode on it. Anyway, uh, but yeah, so I've never cared about Dr. Strange okay, that much. So I've always huge, wanted to a, like him.
1: You don't have a huge emotional weight. But I do think of him as one of like the main characters of the Marvel Universe, right? Like, I thought of him as higher than Iron Man before the Iron Man movie came out.
0: I probably would have put him the same as Iron Man. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Meaning like, oh, he's been around a long time and that's his main but like he didn't, even, his title gets canceled all the time. Iron Man didn't get canceled. Okay. Right, right, right. But Iron Man feels like a bigger deal. Iron Man is an Avenger. So right, Iron Man's sort of right. been a title and a half a lot of times. Where Doctor Strange frequently is not in a title. I mean, he had the Defenders too, but generally it'd be like the Defenders instead of a Doctor Strange title. Like He shared a book with Cloak and Dagger for a while. And, you know, yeah. it's just like they just I never- I think of him as more quite... a guest
1: in other people's books. Like you yeah. need to go visit Doctor Strange because you need some magic stuff
0: happening. Yeah. Um, uh, so I okay. put him a, probably, probably a step below Iron Man, now that I'm saying this out loud.
1: Now, you like this movie better than the first one, it
0: sounds like. Significantly. I thought the first one is boring. Okay. And, and what did you like better about this one? I feel like nothing happened. I've only seen the first one once. I have not gone back to rewatch it. Mm-hmm. But I feel like nothing really happens. It's like this whole movie about him becoming a wizard or sorcerer. He, be- uh, he becomes a sorcerer, defeats the bad guy using the magic time device he has, and it's over. The visuals are okay, and Benedict Cumberbatch is good in it. But it—I it, don't know—the story just felt like there wasn't anything there for me. I didn't care about anything. I didn't like if halfway through that movie they had killed Doctor Strange and just started like, you know, doing a John Wick six. I would have been like, "Oh, great! This is better." <laughs> um, they tricked me into seeing a secret John Wick movie. So I, uh, um, yeah, I just—it just didn't do anything for me. The, my favorite Dr. Strange thing is, uh, and I don't think you watch these, but the What If cartoons that were on Disney Plus last year. I only watched year. one of them. I watched the zombies one. There's a Dr. Strange one that I think is my favorite one of the What If stories, and I loved it so much that it made me a little more excited for this movie because I was like, oh, this this made me like the character.
1: Oh, interesting. Uh, it's basically
0: it. Dr. Strange in the What If cartoon, um, when he has his accident, his girlfriend, Rachel McAdams, is in the car and dies. and so he keeps trying to use his powers, his you know doctor strange powers to bring her back
1: mm-hmm. to
0: undo that and it keeps not working uh, and so he basically it's just him being like they're like, "You can't bring her back, she's dead that's that's a line you can't cross." And he just keeps trying to find a way to bring her back and it make and it, some of us. Uh, online believe the evil doctor strange in this movie was that same doctor strange but i'm not 100 percent sure if it was uh okay. but it might have been but anyway it was just a very fun to watch him unravel yeah and benedict gumberbatch does a voice and he's really good in it and it's good
1: okay now what uh what did you think were the sam rammy ish aspects of this movie
0: well bruce campbell's cameo
1: He's got a Bruce Campbell cameo. Yeah,
0: that's a-, a Bruce Campbell cameo where Bruce Campbell beats himself up like a Three Stooges-esque slapstick.
1: Yeah, it's an alternate universe and he harasses Dr. Strange and to punish him, Dr. Strange makes him cast a spell on him that makes him perpetually beat himself up, which will
0: last a couple of weeks, we're told. Yeah, and he squirts ketchup in his eyes. Did you also see the final scene at the very end of the credits? Yes. Because um, Bruce Campbell shows up one more there, so that's obviously a very Bruce Campbell. Uh, uh, Bruce Campbell cameo is a Sam Raimi trademark. Mm-hmm. In almost every movie he makes, Bruce shows up. He's in all three Spider-Man movie, right? He's in the first two for sure. Okay, let's. I'm going to say if he, yes. If he wasn't in the third one, then he was cut because I'm sure he filmed something for it. Okay. Anyway, um, no, he's definitely in the third one because it's the proposal scene. Okay. Um. Where he has to, he keeps putting the ring in the champagne glass, and thinks Peter Parker's signaling for him, and brings it over. But it's not going well, so Peter Parker keeps shooing him away. <laughs> it's a very silly, goofy scene. Um, so that's very scene. But there's also a number of, I mean, the horror elements are very. Yeah, Sam, it's, a, it's, a it's a bit, bit more gory.
1: It's a bit more gory and a bit s- scarier than yeah. most Marvel monsters. The monsters are gruesome. Yeah, there are some but, gruesome deaths
0: but there are 100% evil dead shots in this film hmm. where like the camera will like do like a punch zoom into something in the background that they're just talking about, like not something that's like moving or doing anything, but it will just be like, they're talking about the book, uh, the, whatever that good book was. And like the camera like just starts sort of turns on its own and like goes towards the book. to. Sh- it's almost like the camera had its own power mm-hmm. uh, when they're in the monk castle, whatever it was called. And they're preparing for the Scarlet Witch's attack. There's a number of like Evil Dead ish shots with like uh, evil forces, like point of view whipping at them and things like that, that are just like right out of Evil Dead one and two. And I loved every time it happened. It, it looked <laughs> weird because it was all like when it was done in those movies, it was very practical. They had like, they put a camera on a wood board and carried the board around. And this was clearly done with like digital effects and stuff. So it almost looked a little too polished but it was like that same sort of style and I loved it.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, there, there seemed to be just some joy of filmmaking and kind of indulgent camera stuff that I sort of associate with Sam Raimi. Yeah. With, and then uh, Dr. Strange winks at the camera at one point and that felt sort of Sam Raimi. And uh, a couple of times people look right down the barrel at the camera and that sort of felt kind of fun. What do you think about Scarlet Witch being so evil? She's very evil in this movie. More, more evil than I think she was in WandaVision.
0: Yeah, our friend Brett White, before I saw the movie, I saw that he had ranked this his second least favorite Marvel movie of all time, uh, which
1: means he's been offended by some story decision.
0: Yes. And Brett White is a just a Marvel nut. Like he is, he's a lifer. He loves everything Marvel does. So when he doesn't like a movie, I'm like, well, I know Scarlet Witch is in this movie and I know he loves Scarlet Witch. So they do her wrong. I was like, she's either evil, turns evil, or dies some combination of those things okay Uh, i did not expect her to be revealed as evil in like her first scene of the movie right but i was fully expecting her to be evil by the end of it i re-watched the trailer after seeing the movie because i was like i how do they hide this and they really make it seem like there's an evil doctor strange was the main villain and doctor and, and scarlet witch is going to help good doctor strange fight evil doctor strange it was a really well done misdirect uh, but there's no question. in This movie, right away, the moment you see Scarlet Witch, she's the villain of this movie. Everyone knows it, and that's yeah. and, and we're off to the races. Yeah. Uh, so I did not like the idea of doing that. Too. I think like taking a character and making her evil, particularly when there's like a, a lack of strong female characters in the Marvel universe. Mm-hmm. I think is rough. That said, she was great. She was phenomenally good. She's good in the part. She was scary. She was threatening. She's powerful. She kind of checks all the boxes you'd want in a good villain, so the only knock against it is I wish there were like more strong female superheroes, so that taking her off the board is not such a uh, a detriment to the MCU. Uh, I yeah, I don't think that's a huge knock.
1: She was a really compelling character and a compelling villain, and that was really fun.
0: Yeah, and you get what she's doing. Uh, you, you like that's a good reason to be evil. <laughs> Hi, this is Kevin. I'm here with my brother, Will, and we are the hosts of Screw It. We're just going to talk about comics, our weekly podcast about comic books. And we want to hear from you. We have a slew of social media accounts. A slew. You can email us at screwitcomics at gmail.com or see us on Instagram at screwitcomics or tweet at us at screwitcomics. So tell us what you think of the comics you like or the comics you don't or things we've talked about on our episodes. Or send us some life advice. You can tell that we need it. Yes. Uh, We might read your message on a future episode of our show. So thanks in advance from Screw It. We're just
1: going to talk about comics from Campfire Media. And I guess now the, the, the multiverse character, the uh, America Chavez, yes. who has the ability to travel between multiverses, which is sort of like creates the story here. Yes. Um, is she a, is she a Marvel character?
0: She is. She hasn't been around that long. Okay. She was created by Joe Casey. I think maybe like 10 years ago at most, uh, not, not, that's not way off. She precedes, I think, Miss Marvel, but not by a lot. It's like sort of the time range I'd put her in.
1: And, uh, I mean, she's another female character and she's got some serious powers and she does. You
0: know, interesting she doesn't really, story. She doesn't really have a personality much in this movie yet. She could right. become a character. She's also a member of the young Avengers at times in, in, uh, comic books they've introduced a lot of the young avengers characters who are sort of these young kids who decide they want to be an avengers team
1: um Um, so
0: that's fun for us comic nerds
1: i I, yeah i did think that um scarlet which was a really scary villain and a powerful one and that was fun i mean there were some you know there's some chase scenes where she's chasing down dr strange and uh rachel mcadams christine that are scary like it's like she's like darth vader you know and you know coming up on luke
0: yeah when she climbs like through the mirrors at the monk's castle too like and her body's like all folded in on itself yeah it's like great it's like something out of um uh the ring It was really cool
1: i, I had a great time watching this movie i really did enjoy it but it's hard to not like kind of criticize it as you watch it because you've seen so many of these and there is like a trope in the marvel movie which is like you know, beams against beams where one beam is one color and another beam is another color. And you have to kind of well, oh, this beam is gaining, you know, her red beams are gaining traction. And oh no, his yellow beams are coming back. And well oh, now her red beams are stronger. Sometimes that gets a little silly. I wish there was like another way to express their powers or something. But I, I guess they did try to do that. Like like there's the music fight
0: that yeah, happens. Yeah, I was about between... to ask you the music fight was so much fun.
1: That was really cool. Uh, that was a way to do that type of thing in a different way, which is between the, our good Doctor Strange and evil alternate universe Doctor Strange, and he summons the notes off of the sheet music and hurls them at evil Doctor Strange, and you hear that music.
0: Yeah, it's just a, it's a music fight, and it's really, really fun, yeah. I also think like the, the resolution to the fight at the end wasn't just Doctor Strange using a beam to defeat her, right?
1: there's other stuff going on. It's I'm just like, I, it's might be unfair, but I'm always kind of waiting for the beam versus beam. It was like in Shang-Chi and uh, you just kind of see it, you know, I don't know. I, yeah, don't, I guess I, I don't know how else you do it, but
0: but I think it's, as long as you don't have like the end being just like, uh, how did he win? He was, just, he, he was a little persevered. Stronger. Yeah. Yeah. Like uh, sometimes you watch movies and, and it's sort of like, um, Oh, I'm not strong enough. I'm not strong enough. I'm not strong enough. And I'm strong enough. Why are you strong enough now? Because I had to be. The movie's over. Sort of is what it feels yeah, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it didn't feel like that. I mean, I'll say this about the movie: my I had two knocks against the movie. The one knock was the that the theme of the movie or like the lesson at the end was very hamfisted and not subtle. The moment where Doctor Strange is like, "I just need to believe in her and give her confidence." Yes. Like it, it's it's spelled out for you exactly what is happening. There's no subtlety to it. There's no like, oh, if you rewatch this movie, you kind of see like the lesson he learned. No, he says it out loud. He's like, no, I know what I need to do. I'm going to do this. And then he does it. And he and he just does it by saying it. You know, it's like, you've always had the power inside you. It's like one of those moments. It's like, yeah. okay, a little little cheesy. Um, so I still like knock. the ending. That's a pretty cheesy moment. And I didn't really enjoy the middle sequence, the Illuminati sequence.
1: Oh, that's interesting. So we get, we get a glimpse of, some alternate versions of Marvel characters or Marvel characters that we've only seen in what if films and also one that we've never seen, Mr. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, And, and the justification is, and we get to see professor X come back played by Patrick Stewart. Mm-hmm. Um, and we see them in an alternate universe. Yeah. So, and you did not
0: enjoy that. I found that sequence. Uh, well, first of all, that scene was, those characters were all are largely spoiled for me. I saw them on Twitter, so I knew they were coming. So I I didn't have the surprise of them being there. I did not know they
1: were coming, so I
0: was pleased. Um, I found them empty, shallow characters like that were mostly just carrying on, oh, it's it's Reed Richards. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's Professor X. Like what did Reed Richards do in this movie? Kind of nothing. What did Professor X do in this movie? A tiny bit. The rest of them kind of do nothing. They're just there to be there. They're yeah, sort they of defeated. A, they have a little very,
1: fight and they get defeated pretty fast.
0: They get defeated super easily, which I don't necessarily care that much about other than like, who are these guys? Like, who are they? Why do we care about them? Why is it sad that they're killed? It, it isn't, it doesn't matter. None of it really matters. It feels like it's just there for the cameos. And so I sort of just feel, feel empty about it. it. There's also part of me that they are connecting to a Marvel Comics plot line that I never really enjoyed. But even trying to divorce myself from that, I just like, I was just sort of bored during that part of the movie.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I was like, I know I'm supposed to care about this part and I was enjoying it. And now we're here. And I'm like, yeah, I don't care that much. And yeah, I thought, I guess compared I I compare to in- the
1: appearance of the other Spider-Man in No Way Home, where there's like yeah. all this like emotional weight to their appearance.
0: Like everything pre-Illuminati, uh, I was enjoying it. And then that scene happened and sort of, for me, momentum stopped. And I was worried that I was not going to enjoy the rest of the movie. But then, like once he goes to the evil Doctor Strange place, it picked up again for me. And I was like, Oh, I'm enjoying it again. And I loved the end sequence with the uh undead Doctor Strange.
1: Yeah. I think the movie did a good job of like capturing the fun of the Doctor Strange visuals from like the early Ditko comics. Like the the monsters were truly creepy and scary mm-hmm. in a way that I did feel was true in the early Doctor Strange comics, like the big eyeball that attacks um america in new york city at the beginning of the movie was like terrifying like just like a horrific monster and that fight was really exciting uh the visuals were good the fight at Carmitage was exciting i mean it was like scary like just seeing just how easily the scarlet witch like handled everybody was like you know
0: announcing how powerful she was it was satisfying I also enjoyed that there was a mix of like the magic we've seen Dr. Strange use, which is mostly portals, shields, and whips. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as well as like new stuff, like the music fight and like covering up the reflective surfaces, um, like making summoning the, little uh, the, demon the,
1: hands showed up. Like it was kind of like a big beast, giant hand, sort of spell he does.
0: Right. And like the tentacle monster was invisible at first. He had to do something to make it visible. Like all that stuff was like very fun. Just sort of, nonchalant magic that what dr strange would use the
1: alternate universes were sort of fun we get glimpses of lots of little universes that he goes through and then he spends a little time in a couple of them and they were sort of pleasantly weird
0: yeah like i'm almost sad we didn't see more of them
1: yeah like he goes into the one where there's just lots of flowers everywhere (laughs) that's like the first one he kind of lands in where he has to spend some time uh, oh, that, he's he's there for quite a while. That's where the Illuminati exist, and
0: yeah, but that's after he kind of goes through the he goes to like ten at once. Yeah, and uh, then he's a, he, he, he's
1: animated it. in one of them. He's black and white in another he's one. Like he's made
0: of paint. One of them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was all really fun. The the glimpse of the multiverse was fun. What did you think of the Illuminati? You let me talk about it, but I didn't hear what you thought about any of that. I
1: was sort of excited to see Black Bolt and to see uh, I and I was kind of thrilled to see Reed Richards. I didn't really feel much from that character. It's true. Uh, He didn't have a ton of time. I guess I could feel a little bit that he was established. The Illuminati seemed to be sort of like bad guy, corrupt, not getting it. And Reed Richards did seem to be sort of a calm voice of reason in it. Like he was speaking directly to our Doctor Strange and trying to explain, look, here's why we're behaving this way. Mm -hmm. And I would like to think that Reed would do that. Reed would trust you with the information, kind of. Mm -hmm. We didn't really get to see his powers too much.
0: No, they almost didn't show it at all. And I'm still curious, because
1: his powers are a little silly. Yeah, maybe it's hard to make him look good.
0: Yeah, but like they're going to do an FF movie at some point. He's going to stretch, right? (laughs) He better. And seeing Black
1: Bolt use his powers to kill the Doctor Strange in the Flower universe was kind of sad. The only time yeah. we hear him speak is he says, "I'm sorry," and then he
0: kills. Yeah,
1: But that I I dug it, but yes, the I Inhumans can see
0: what you're... Uh, famously introduced in the Inhumans TV show. That was a huge, huge Marvel flop. Oh, I never watched it. <laughs> Me neither. I, I've only heard awful things about it.
1: <laughs> I mean, it kind of Inhumans is a weirdly badly conceived idea that yeah. seemed to. We talked about this when we did the FF issues. Uh, only worse because Kirby was just some uh, somehow just like will-powered them into good stories yeah. through insanely cool visuals. And he was at I, the peak of his FF storytelling when he did I mean, the Inhuman stuff.
0: As we said when we read those comics, I was shocked at how much I enjoyed all the Inhuman stuff in those Fantastic Four issues and was sad when they were gone because I've never, ever cared about them outside of those issues.
1: Yeah, in Kirby's hands, they worked and I've never really seen them work too much anywhere else. Maybe John Byrne. So, yeah, I, I can see what you're saying. The the fight with um Captain Carter... And alternate universe Captain Marvel, Scarlet Witch—that was some good fun punch in there, you know. Yeah, was, it wasn't too long. It was. Real it's, brief, it's always yeah. fun to see Captain America be good, you know. And we got yeah. we got some glimpses of Captain America putting up a good fight.
0: Captain Carter, yes.
1: Captain Carter. But you know, the Captain America analog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She even says, "I could do this all day." That's yeah, I enjoyed
0: it. Yeah, there was also um, the X. You probably didn't catch this, but when Professor X shows up, there's a sting from the X-Men cartoon. Oh, I did not There's get a that. little musical hint from the uh, uh, 90s cartoon that everyone loves or 80s, uh, 90s cartoon. 90s, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and Professor X is a good guy
1: when he's being played by Patrick Stewart, as opposed to the Professor X we are seeing in the Claremont comics when he's so often a <laughs> yeah. jealous or territorial kind of asshole.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's the one who tells Dr. Strange, "Is like, when you get free, <laughs> that's like a fun, that was a fun moment.
1: Yes, it pales in comparison to the to the multiverse merging in no way home. Yes. I think I saw Dan Slott tweet something about this, but uh, if I didn't, it's a thought that I agree with wherever I saw it, but it's like Marvel movies really are expecting you to know a lot of backstory. Like they reference the blip, they reference WandaVision, they reference mm-hmm. the X-Men movie, the, I, I could do this all day. Yeah. You know, there, some there's of a lot you,
0: of, there's a lot of just some of it. Backstory. You don't need to know, but more of it and more of it, you need to know to like probably enjoy these films.
1: But I guess that's what comic books were like, right? Like when we read 80s comic books, they would be referring to their histories that we had not necessarily read.
0: Yeah, and streaming makes it much easier to go back and read those back issues in a sense, watch those back issues. But it is like, if, it, if it, it still has to be enjoyable if you didn't know those things. And this maybe is the first one I've watched where I'm like, I'm no way home a little bit. I also worry about like, how enjoyable is this if you don't know? those things and i've heard people say no way home works if you haven't seen them so i will believe that this one if you didn't know wandavision i think it it feels like it's got to lose a lot
1: i i yes i would think so but they do kind of tell you everything you need to know you know she's got these kids they don't exist here she misses them they don't get into the vision stuff too much
0: yeah it might work i i just i don't know like
1: yeah
0: the more you have to tell me like to care about something or that something matters instead of showing me the harder it is for that movie to stand alone right like i thought infinity war it was a good example of a movie that brought a lot of pieces into play but i feel like uh, if you came in off of any one of those franchises you'd you can enjoy right. that like yeah. you, you couldn't want it coming in cold maybe it wouldn't be fun but if you would watch just the iron man movies yeah or just the guardians movies or just the thor movies or even just the captain america movies there'd be just enough i think for you to like yeah And everything else kind of laid out there for you to like, uh, and you know, you're aware that these other movies exist, I suppose. Um, I think it works. And this one, maybe maybe it does, but I I worry that it doesn't.
1: I think I am in general more excited for the TV show adaptations of Marvel stuff than I am for the movies. I think there's just not enough time to do what the comics do so well. And even the six episodes of Moon Knight had gave enough room for some twists and turns. We said that was a little long, but like not by I think I I think that was could have been 5 episodes instead of 6. But like sure. it's still enough time to have some twists and turns and some reveals and to sit with the character and to get a feel for the personality. I think I've enjoyed I think I enjoyed Loki more than Doctor Strange, WandaVision more. I think I enjoyed Moon Knight more. Just more interested.
0: I think I enjoyed this more than Moon Knight but mm-hmm. probably I enjoyed every other MCU show more than this otherwise Yeah because I really liked Hawkeye and I liked even Black Panther and not Black Panther. Um, Falcon and and, and Winter, Winter Soldier. Soldier. I enjoyed yeah. that a lot too. I mean it's a, yeah, it's a five hour movie versus a two hour movie, right with breaks with breaks know? and like paste with like little ups and downs. Yeah.
1: yeah, I don't know, but yeah, I'm saying this, but I really did have a good time. Like I was really enjoying myself watching Doctor Strange. Like I was, and- I was having a good time the whole time and I, I was kind of torn. I was like, well, it's, I've had this for so many Marvel movies now. I'm like, it's not quite as good as a great movie, but shouldn't I just be grateful that there is just this wonderfully competent Marvel movie that is faithful to the comics in so many ways? And is capturing the fun and has Benedict Cumberbatch, who I think is really well cast and is quite good.
0: Yeah. There's also so many – there's still so many bad action movies that like the fact that they're just consistently pretty – it's it's sort of like Pixar, right? Pixar has that problem sometimes where like you watch a Pixar movie and you're like, well, it's not as good as WALL-E or – yeah. The Toy Story it's like, "Oh, what the bar you're setting is so high." <laughs> right, yeah. Like those were some of the best movies you ever saw. Do you remember that? And you're like, "Yeah, I guess."
1: I was walking through the lobby of the movie theater where I watched it. I watched it last night. And um, you know, I go through the there's all these posters for upcoming movies and it's like Maverick Top Gun, Crypto Super Pets, Downton Abbey movie, just like the return again of the old
0: Yeah. franchises. Nothing original.
1: And then there was one that was like Mrs. Harris goes to Paris. <laughs> Which is like just some old lady, some jaunty looking old lady over the skyline at Paris. And I stopped in front of it and I thought to myself, I'm going to see this movie. <laughs> just because it's like, not. Nah, I mean, I don't think it's based on anything. So I'm like, mm-hmm. I got
0: to at least give this a shot. No, that's a spinoff of the Fast and Furious franchise.
1: <laughs> if Miss Harris goes to Paris, is somehow connected to Fast and Furious. That makes me more intrigued, I must <laughs> yeah. say.
0: Yeah. I, I, like I said, when I was watching this movie about halfway through, I was like, oh, I might not like this movie. And then by the end, I was like, oh, that was pretty good. And then on my drive home, I was like, I think that movie was a blast. And I think a lot of that was the, I think that final undead Doctor Strange sequence was just really, really fun. The reveal that he was going to possess his undead body was really great. Like when they're like, who are you going to dreamwalk? You need to have a a body to dreamwalk into. And he said, who says it needs to be alive? Yeah, you, you, there's no one alive there. And he's, who says it needs to be alive? And I was like, oh, right. They buried the other Doctor Strange there. That's like a really fun set up they got to pay off and they buried him so that, that Sam Ramsey could have a, a zombie come out of the ground and then him having like the the cape of demons <laughs> yeah and that that stuff was just a blast it looked great
1: it looked great it, it was, was really, really cool
0: and for, and like i think that sequence saved for me the middle sequence and then so by the time i was going home i was like oh man you know what that was fun so we that had fun action fun.
1: sequences a great actor in the hero role a great villain even though we yeah. don't maybe wish it was a different character but For what it was in this movie, a great villain, a great and powerful and formidable villain with a good emotional. It doesn't feel
0: fair to hold it against a movie that like the franchise overall. Yeah. Like what you've done to the franchise overall is not the problem. This movie worked.
1: I might say I'm weirdly almost more interested in what the DC universe is going to do because I have more potential to be surprised. Like they had a preview of the Thor movie. Um, What is it? love and thunder i think yeah 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 it looks fun right but i feel yeah. like i've already seen it Do you know what i mean like i feel like i already know what's sure. what's coming and that boy and you know hemsworth is great like i i don't know what, i don't know what i want kevin i guess i can't uh, be pleased
0: i watched ragnarok maybe six or seven times uh this year because my son got into it briefly mm-hmm. uh, so i've seen it a lot and it holds up and it's really good so i'm excited for that just because uh taiki he's uh, directing Taika. it again
1: yeah uh okay well it'll probably be really fun
0: yeah so i think it'll be fun if if just for that reason he'll have like a very and I, that means chris Hemsworth is having fun in that movie so it just looks like it'll be a and i'm looking forward to the final Guardians to the galaxy movie they're all pretty fun i mean i watch those movies like i watch a tv show where it's just like oh i'm looking forward to the next episode yeah the the, the novelty that these movies are good is gone right yeah like the first avengers movie when they pulled it off it was sort of like the half the half the enjoyment of that movie is like you left going i can't believe they did this
1: and the first Iron Man movie.
0: First Iron Man movie, for sure. And then Infinity War sort of upped it. Like, they did it again. They, they they tied more things together. How'd they do that? And then since then, it's sort of just been like, well, I know they can do these things. Yeah. They haven't done something where I'm like, how are they going to pull off a Captain Marvel movie? It's like, no, oh, they should be able to pull off a Captain Marvel movie. More how are they going to pull yeah. off another Doctor Strange movie? Oh, well, if they couldn't, it'd be shocking.
1: Yeah, more and more. Andrew Garfield's performance in No Way Home has standing out to me as one of my favorite superhero moments of the recent batch of movies I've seen. For some I reason, re- it's really stayed with me.
0: I rewatched No Way Home this weekend, two nights ago, right? Yeah, Saturday night. I rewatched No Way Home. Cried at all the same places. But there's also a moment, for, and I also paid attention to Garfield's spin that you told me about. Yeah, so I, I get love to watch that him little move. spin around a lot. But uh, after that spin move, there's a moment where they're building their cures. I'm going into now, no way home spoilers. They're, they're all building their cures and they're divvying up who's gonna do what, right? And Andrew Garfield's like, I'll do the lizard, I can do it, he does a spin. And then right after that, Toby Maguire goes, and I think I've got an idea how to cure Osborne. I've been thinking about it a long time. And then he looks at Tom Holland really closely and he goes, cause we're, that's what we do, right? We save everyone.
1: I mean, and remember that, Tom Holland I
0: doesn't respond and he walks away. And I was like, oh, that's a great little moment where that Toby Maguire already knows, like, you want to kill this guy. Don't forget, we're not killing him, even. We're not killing yeah. the guy who just killed your Aunt May. And it was this really kind of in talking of subtlety versus like the obviousness of Dr. Strange. Like that moment was very subtle and well played by Toby Maguire, well directed and well, every every well written. It's yeah. just like it was just there. It was just there. And you could feel the weight of it or not feel the weight of it. Like that line could easily be because we save everybody. Right. That's what we keep saying. We Spider-Man save everyone. Do do, 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 do. But it wasn't. It was delivered like it has some gravity. To we it. save everyone. Right. Yeah. And it was like, yeah, you do. And then, you know, they have that. He's, he he's still has that moment where he wants to kill the goblin and Toby has to get involved, uh, which is, was oh, that moment resonated with me in the theater. But that one line I missed, also when I start in the theaters, cheers constantly. So I feel like I missed a third missed of the some lines.
1: some moments, yeah.
0: But I will um, say this on rewatch, I think the first hour for me was like, it didn't hit me as much. I was sort of like, eh, this is fine, this is fine, it's okay. Uh, once you get to, um them trying to cure all the villains up through the Spider-Man showing up to the end, I was like, oh no, this is great. <laughs> well, the stakes go
1: way up after May dies.
0: Yeah. Even before that, though, like just even once they're all like in the apartment and he's carrying Doc Ock from there through. And there's good parts before that, for sure. But like from that moment on, it was like every part of that movie I loved.
1: Well, was something, that movie was something special. All right, Kevin, I guess I guess uh, I think that's our review.
0: Yeah, a little longer than I thought it would take. But uh, we did. it. How long was this? Do we, do, no do we time it? No, we'll I never know. I think it was like 45 minutes. So our mini our mini our mini sode was barely a mini sode.
1: So next episode, we're going to do a crash course in Ms. Marble,
0: right? That's right. We're gonna we're gonna be off next week. No, yes, we're gonna be off next week. Then we'll come back do an episode of Miss Marvel for the the premiere. That'll be the Wednesday they premiere. Okay, yeah. So June six,
1: and, and we're gonna figure out what to do about mail. I think that's true. We can't wait until July to do mail, so we'll figure something out. Uh, but, maybe but maybe, the, maybe we'll the, just do a couple at every episode or something.
0: But the plan right now is June six, Miss Marvel crash course. Then June thirteenth, whatever we... the Wednesday she premieres. I, I think that's June six. And then after that, we'll start our Kurt Busaic season. June 8th,
1: I think. And then the 15th, we'll begin the Busic stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. I'm excited. And uh, right, thanks will. everybody for listening. Shortbox.com slash screw it. Let's get up to two people entering that contest. And uh, our email address is um, screwitcomics at Gmail. And we will read some online sometime. Yeah. And we'll, and we'll answer it before that. Uh,
0: thanks for listening, right? Yeah, and we're off next week, Will. So we're not going to talk for two weeks.
1: Not going to talk for two weeks, but I, I still love you, and I look forward to our conversation about whatever.
0: We'll see. We'll
1: see. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Bye, everybody. Bye.
0: Screw it, screw it. We're just talk about- Comics. Have you ever encountered an unexplained hairy bipedal hominid in the woods? Have you received telepathic messages from an unidentified aerial phenomenon? If so, then you need to listen to Bigfoot Collectors Club. I'm Michael McMillan. And I'm Bryce Johnson. And together with super producer Riley Bray, we make up the Bigfoot Collectors Club. That's right, every week we talk to actors, comedians, writers, and paranormal experts about their personal paranormal histories and share stories of high strangeness. Like the time when we talked to Craig Ferguson about the Loch Ness Monster and when a sea witch told him he had raven magic. Or the time I asked Pitch Perfect Santa Camp her opinion on cattle mutilations. Past guests have included Rachel Bloom, Jen Kirkman, Paul F. Tompkins, Bobcat Goldthwait, and more. So if you've ever been abducted alongside five reindeer by an alien with drills for hands or witnessed Bigfoot crawl out of an interdimensional portal, don't laugh, happens all the time, then check out Bigfoot Collectors Club on Campfire Media or wherever you get your podcasts. Bigfoot Bigfoot Collectors Club, Club. you're You're here here to to believe believe us. Wait, is that how it goes?
1: Campfire. am fired.